better? Is it? Yeah, yeah it's through my headset. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Perfect. I think this is better. Yeah. It's so funny. The thing is, I have two screens, so sometimes I look up, but I won't do it through the. Ah, the internet. nice. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna look at you. Okay. That's all good. It's all good. Peace and love and hello, welcome to another episode of Buckle Up and man oh man, obviously with the lockdown situation taking place uh, for the past kind of three months right now, um, I didn't want to stop Buckle Up and uh, usually I have my guest in the car and we're cruising in the streets of Dubai, um, uh, but I wanted to kind of, you know, keep going and I, you know, with the social distancing, I couldn't have, you know, the guests with me, but uh, so we've been doing this lockdown editions and it's been really going really well. Um, and shout out to everybody that's tuned in and supported and showed love. And you know, when you, when your life hits you with, with, with people that impact you in ways that they don't even know, this is my guest for today. Uh, you know, we, we've met actually on, on a shoot that really was, I would say the word monumental to me. There's a lot of people that got to know my story through like a, a one minute um, you know, kind of segment. Uh, we are we are talking about an amazing, uh, you know, human. We're talking about an amazing uh, content creator. We're talking about somebody um, and a person that believes um, that a person's work is a representation of one's true beliefs. Uh, we are talking about Maha Musa, aka Maha Creates. Make some noise. Salam alaikum. <laughs> Alaikum salam. I'm I'm so blessed, Anja, to have to have met you, and I'm so happy to be here uh, today. Anja, do you have no idea? Bless you, Wallahi bless you, sis. I think yeah. it's uh, the, the the feeling is mutual. We want to get to know you more. Uh, we have some questions from the audience. Um, you know, obviously uh, that we leave at the end. Um, but Maha, before picking up a camera, I want to know the human Maha. You know, like I want to try to get to know you. So you were born and raised in in Lebanon. Um, shout out to Nan. You're you're Palestinian, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yes, I I hold pride that I'm Palestinian. Bless. Uh, yeah. Yes. Of course. I shout am... out to Palestine. Always born and raised Definitely. in Lebanon, though. And yeah. Moved to Dubai. I want to know wh- when did you actually move to Dubai and how did your love yeah. and passion for content creating uh, came about? So I moved to Lebanon when I was 10 years, I mean, I moved to Dubai when I was uh, 10 years old. And I'll be honest, it wasn't the easiest thing because uh, I've built a lot of, uh, you know, uh, memories. Uh, like Lebanon was my childhood place, like Saida and Lebanon. So it was so difficult to come to Dubai and um, specifically to Sharjah, you know, it's your mm. So uh, to come mm. to Sharjah and then it's a whole different environment, whole different culture. culture. Everything Did you get a different. culture shock when you kind of moved in? Yes. Here? Mm. Yes, I wanted to tell you right now. I'm like, I got a cultural shock because it's completely different than what I was raised in, and and I was so like, like, how am I gonna fit in with all these people? And I came here. It was, um, it wasn't the first semester in school. It was the second semester of school. So oh. everyone already fit in. So it was really even harder for me wow. to to fit in. And I remember it's so funny. I remember the first day. Uh, I kind of got bullied, actually, because <laughs> they they did they didn't accept the fact that I'm new. So I came to class, and then the the girls came to me. They're like, "This is our classroom. You're not a part of this. Go to the other classroom. We don't want you here." And I'm and I'm so tiny, and I'm so scared, you know. Oh, and I'm like, and I'm like. Well, look at them uh, right I'm now. Yeah. Whereas, you know, yeah, but uh, you know, I I became really good friends with some of them. <laughs> it's funny, wow. but uh, it's just a phase, I guess. But yeah, it was very difficult. Um, mm. So I came here and. Uh, um, I was in school, so how I 
came to love content, it yeah. was really in university. So basically, I didn't mm. know anything about filmmaking. I didn't know anything about photography. I've never held a camera in my life. So you know what? The last three years of university of school, you know, this is when you decide what you want to be and what you want to do. So I was very inspired by my brothers who are architects. So I was like, this is what I want to be. You know what? I want to be the next Zah Hadid, and I can do it. Wow. I felt like Shout I have out to that. The brothers. Rest yeah. in Hadid, a legend, of course. So, yeah, she's a legend. Yeah, so I'm like, this is what I want to be, and this is what I want to do. And you know, as a kid, like you don't realize how difficult it is for you know your parents to afford education. So at that point, I didn't know that we are in a, in a financial crisis. So once I figured out and it hit me, I was in grade 11. Uh, I was like, okay, I need to study. Literally, that's what I need to do. Uh, to be able to get a proper education because for some reason I kind of believe that I deserve it like I knew like I deserve a proper education and nice. yeah and I, I wanted that so I started studying day and night every single day that like three years last three years so uh, and then I heard about Ramana, yeah in those three years were you still not aware of what you want to do were you still uh, focused on yeah. architecting architecting yeah 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 architecture yeah, yeah I, I was and i thought that i would i would be able to get a scholarship in architecture but it was super difficult and it's not you know what it's not just about the scholarship you need to think about so many other things you need to think about the material you want to get you know to afford to go to university all of that i i really couldn't afford mm. and so i heard about the scholarship uh, for sheikh Mohammed bin rashid school of communication and it wasn't my passion like i didn't know that i i like filmmaking i i didn't know what it is so i'm like okay it's a full okay. scholarship wow Wow. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I heard it from a friend. She also got it too. So I'm like, you know what? I'll apply and see how it goes. But the thing is about that time of my life, um, for me, you know, like it was very difficult to be raised as a as a girl. And I don't want to be like very, you know, dramatic, but it's true. You know, it was really, really difficult for me to be raised in a very conservative um, mm. and um, protective yeah. environment. So for me, education wasn't just about, um, you know, studying or being someone one day. It was for me a little bit about survival and uh, being able to to have a voice, you know, liberating because I was raised. Yeah, exactly. Because I was raised in a, and I'm sure a lot of girls would relate. Uh, you know, the guy can do it. The girl can't. Oh, yeah. And this uh, is something yeah, that we was, battle, um, you know, across. I think especially in the Arab region, me coming from Saudi Arabia, I've seen that um, happen to my cousins sure. and uh, my my direct cousins and relatives and, and, and good friends seen it. Um, you know, mm. I definitely don't don't wish this to happen to anyone, but I think it's a, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if it's an ignorance thing, I'll be honest with you, but that's a different, different, different mm. kind of topic. But True. how, how yeah. were you able to kind of surpass that if if you don't mind me kind of pushing that yeah like when you were living For sure. um, you know and you, yeah. you you talk about education you talk about reading you love reading a lot mm, yeah um, my mm. brother got me my first book i i never thought honestly i never thought that i'm smart or i could be able to get good grades but once it hits me and I'm like, education is the key for for the whole, you know, equation of me being free. So my brother got me a book. It's called The Alchemist. And, um, and I read one line and it changed my entire life. What was it? It said, if, it, when you want something in uh, in life, the whole world will conspire to help you achieve it. Yeah, Allah. Uh, the whole universe will, ha- will help you. And then at that point, I thought the universe would be with me. You know, it would help me. And then as I grew older, I'm like, 
the world will conspire with me and against me. So, so many bad things will happen, but it's only to lead you to, to your goal and to what you want to do in life. So that really, really inspired me. And one more thing like that, that helped me really get through that phase of my life. Like it was three years of uh, the last three years of school where You know, like even going out wasn't really allowed and no one understood that. Like my friends had families that, you know, were very open minded and they weren't as protective as mine. So it's really hard to even explain. Like I was embarrassed, you know, to, to even tell you. them that I, I can go out it's, with you. you know? Yeah, look, it's yeah. A, a, I actually totally understand, totally feel. And I, mm-hmm. I feel I look at it, it's something that, you know, you don't want to wish on anyone really like in terms of yeah. like that. And it's hard to explain to people who have had who Who, who don't even, you know, never the no. idea crossed their mind. So um, exactly, mm. it was very difficult. Yeah. And the, the one of the main things that got me through that phase. And by the way, Big has like honestly no one. Like I don't talk about this to anyone because thank you so much. It was a phase of my life. Thank you so much <laughs> for for blessing me with that. And I think a lot of people are gonna find this very helpful. And it takes I a lot of courage. I hope it inspires someone. It, it already yeah, I hope it inspires. We're less than five minutes already <laughs> and you've already inspired. You know? But what you were saying, hope, sorry, you were saying something yeah. that got you through it, would you say is like reading? Yeah. yeah, reading was one and dreaming was something else. Like I, I used to wake up before school and now I think about it like it really helps me in, in the creative side of filmmaking that I dream. I'm a dreamer. So I wake up before school one hour and no one knows this as well. <laughs> so I wake up and then I walk in my room like back and forth, back and forth and start imagining a life. You know, I imagined a life that I'm living now, right now. Maybe even what I'm living now, alhamdulillah, is much better than what I imagined. But I imagined wow. that life where I'm free, where I can create, like do what I want to do. May, at that point, I wanted to be an architect. I didn't know yet what I want to be. But but dreaming really helped me out. You know, like I, I had hope, you know, like to survive. Like I had hope. It, so it's yeah. Because we hear a lot about that. Like I personally hear a lot about people like I, you know, dream, dream, but I never really met, met somebody like, like, like now you are actually saying that really dreaming helped you. Like it actually, yeah. um, you know, may, in, in, in what way though? Like what were you when you wake up like an hour before school and, yeah. and you kind of walk, what, what, what is it? What is it that you dream about? You dream about, you know? Yeah, I dreamed about like uh, silly things like going to university, uh, having having be, being able to go out with friends. Like imagine, like for for a kid, this is normal. For me, it was like you know, I imagined that uh, like I'm doing my masters. I imagined that I'm living alone. I imagined that wow, wow. you know I I'm able to do sports. Like I'm able to do things that I like. It's so silly, but even in college, like my dad wasn't so with me going to you know basketball team and spending yeah. more hours in the, after school like that's how protective i can say that it was so all of these little details that maybe for someone it's it's like a regular day but for me it was uh, like life you know what's well, a pan love fam i you know I, again this is my personal opinion god doesn't give you something yeah. you can't handle and i think uh, mm. you know it, there's a lot of you know push about that and there's a lot of um, you know I think testing yeah. about that, but it's a testament of how, mashallah, wow, dreaming, waking up an hour before, just walking in, people would say, hey, why yeah. is she doing that? Well, you know, she, it got her through. And I think it doesn't matter what yeah. you do. And I thank you so much yeah. for actually addressing this. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, so mashallah, so you, when did you realize that architect is not a possibility? Obviously, when you know that, okay, diving in it is going to be a, a bit costly and this is yeah. when you applied for that scholarship for content making. 
yeah. So uh, yeah, I figured out that I'm not going to be able to afford it. Even the scholarships available for architecture weren't a full scholarship. It was like okay. 50%. So I'm okay. like, ain't going to work. And then I found this, you know, I applied to two universities at that time. And I had like two, two hits. Uh, and I got accepted in both and both scholarships, really? but one was more than the other. Yeah, I got accepted in another one, but it, it was media as well. Uh, so yeah, and then for me, it was that one focus for me that was the scholarship. So mm. even when I had the interview for the scholarship, I was like bluffing most of the time. Like this is my dream. This is what I want to be, okay. and this is okay. what I want to be. But but one thing I did not lie about, which I remember very much. Like he told me, "Why do you want to enter this major?" And I told him, "I want to to create a change." I'm like, "I want to change, you know, the world." Okay, this is what I want to do. Now I realize I can't change the world. But at that time, I told him, well, "Media is the." People, is a lot the- of people might disagree with that, fam, because I think <laughs> in, it's it, it doesn't matter. Really. I I see what you're saying though. Mm, we, yeah. We say that but if we all said that we're not going to be doing things you know to to me i do think that you are you are already um changing perceptions uh inspiring people changing the world in a in whatever way and we'll talk about that yeah exactly it's it's not just changing the world for me i as i grew older i realized that i want to change my world you know my environment the people that are you know how i can i don't want to you know you want to dream big and it doesn't happen so I narrowed down the changing the world, and when you, when you, uh, I told when you him, did that yeah. interview for the scholarship, yeah. um, and you said all these things. W- 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 did you know th- then at that spot that you got it, or you had to leave and then you got a letter afterwards, or? Yeah, no, I didn't know. I actually called my sister. I told her, "Listen, I did really bad. I'm not gonna get accepted," uh, and that was kind of my only shot, you know. Uh, I'm like, I'm not going to get accepted. I don't know. I felt like I did bad. But then when I got the results okay. uh, and they told me that I got accepted, they said that I got the highest, uh, wow. you know, grades in the in the interview. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, don't you, you know, think, Ali probably think... doesn't remember me. Yeah, oh, shout out to yeah. Ali Jabir, but I'm sure he does. Um, <laughs> I hope but so. I think it's just, I think it's a matter of, uh, it's interesting you say that because you, you, you keep saying it in terms of like when you talked about it, you, you, you talk, you, you were just saying that oh i like i like you know content creating but deep inside you 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 didn't at that point but yeah i but didn't i didn't understand it, it. Yeah. yeah yeah i got it because it was in terms of a lot of elements like even uh, with having a very difficult you know childhood and a very difficult uh, teenagehood yeah. in school i was like the president of the drama club i was you know acting in plays i was singing in plays like i was doing so many things and that really helped me guys that's a talent i like (laughs) i like maha uh, sings this is another another this is another account maha sings maha creates (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) imagine maybe i should do it uh so yeah like uh, when i like i didn't know my love for filmmaking at that point i didn't even know what filmmaking is and what what the whole you know field is Mm. uh but then i entered and uh, the journey begins you know I think the journey yeah. begins with you with this. Um, uh, is it is it a cinema class? Um, yeah. Cinema class. It's- tell us tell us about that. So obviously you got this news and it was like oh wow there's a door right now for me to make noise to become free. <laughs> it is actually content creating you know filmmaking. Oh my god okay and you went to this class. Tell us about that first mm-hmm. day. What happened? So yeah so my first class it was with my professor Ruzve. Uh, shout out to him. I love him so much. So we had this class where we were all sitting in a circle and he told us uh, each one of you uh, share like one picture that you took with your phone that you really like that you think is good. Off so the top. everyone you know wow. was, 
what a cool yeah just like that <laughs> yeah, okay. and then I'm like okay I'm looking at my phone I find this picture I took in Lebanon in, uh, during summer so I showed it to him and he's like uh, why did you shoot it in that angle why did you put them on the rule of third I had no idea what rule of third is <laughs> and I'm like I'm like okay uh, I told him I was just parked there and I took the picture and then he, he just looked at me he's like you if you're not passionate leave the class and I'm like oh oh I'm busted I thought that I'm busted I'm like cuz they're going to figure out that I'm not passionate that this thing is not my thing and I I freaked out I really freaked out and I said nothing to him I couldn't say anything but because I'm sure he has been through a lot of times where a lot of you know students come in and they're not passionate and then yeah. they end up you know, in the wrong major so he he was right kind of and then we had an assignment for next class Man. It was about taking three pictures. Okay. I I don't know even how to use the camera. Like I didn't even. This is this was the first time I used a camera in my life. So mm-hmm. I took the camera out and uh, with my friend we went out to shoot. Yeah, tell it me. was. The, 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 I mean, it was. Uh, you were told to shoot random people. Just you know, this was yeah. the the task. Okay. Yeah, it was the task to shoot one wide shot, one medium, and one close up. Okay. That was the mission. I went on the mission no idea how to use the camera I spent like hours trying to figure it out and I started shooting you know random uh, photos and this is I think where my love for street art and street photography came into place so I started taking pictures here and there I took like a billion pictures and then uh, as I'm going back to uh, to my house in the metro mm. I was just like looking at the pictures and I'm like whoa like Wow, I'm I'm good. Okay, <laughs> I, okay. I just realized like <laughs> these are good pictures, <laughs> and I fell in love. This mm. was like you know when you you fall in love, you know, in, in the first sight, like it's yeah. that feeling, and wow. I fell in love with the with the craft. And next day, I went to class to show you know my pictures. And uh, when I was when he was presenting my pictures, he spent like twenty minutes just describing my photos. What? Like look at the lighting, look at the shadows, can, look at can the we, position. Can we see the photos later on? Can you send them? We'll put them right here. Like yeah, we, for sure. Okay, cool. I have so, them for sure. As we're talking about this, I we're mean, actually seeing the photos. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I know, it, like for me now, the photos are okay-ish. But yeah. uh, at that point, for you the first that. time ever. <laughs> yeah. And then during class, he's like, Ma, just stay after class. When he was done with my photos, like, just stay mm. after class, let's talk. I'm like, okay, what does he want? And I stayed and then he told me, you should go buy a camera and never leave it yeah Allah I'm like, I want to thank this guy like this is crazy because what? if I might just say something here there's yeah. some people with 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 power whether it's parents teachers coaches um, they can simply and I say this all the time and I get blamed they can extinguish a fire of somebody easily the word is powerful some people can do that and it's amazing that he he didn't and he saw fire he saw something he saw hunger he saw something and i think that's uh, you know big up to that and i think that's very very important okay uh okay my people we're back uh, so i was saying uh, to maha um you know like i think it, some people have very very big power like you know in terms of whether it's parents teachers coaches and their words sometimes can extinguish a fire or a hunger of somebody like you know your word means a lot you never know who's listening you never know who's talking if you have an impact on somebody and like i said you so big up to him for actually maybe seeing a passion seeing a hunger seeing something we we all know the famous story of michael michael jordan he was you know his coach his high school coach told him sit down like you can't play michael jordan is one of the best people to pick up a basketball and you know so i think it's just a um 
I, I salute these people because you know maybe I don't know. Just just quickly, knowing your life right now, if mm. if you haven't gone out to that you know to that task, taking those pictures, falling in love with these, would you have continued in this path? You think, or maybe something else would have happened? Oh, I I have no idea. I think I th- wow, such a good question. <laughs> uh, the thing is. <laughs> I think maybe I wouldn't have been, you know, Maha Creates, mm. but maybe I would have been more, you know, still into film. Like, because I, you know, studying filmmaking, I fell in love with the craft. I fell in love with storytelling, with writing script. You're, with so, telling, good. You know. You're so good at, at writing and the, the caption that you take. Um, okay, so, mashallah, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Professor told you, uh, you got to go buy a camera. You have to be, you have to do this. Yeah. What was your reaction after this? After he spent so much of the class talking about, you know, the pictures that you've taken. Yeah, I was, I was blushing. I was so like, I think is, I don't like people talking about me, even when I'm sitting. Like, it makes me so embarrassed. Whatever it is, I blush. That's so I was nice. like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. So <laughs> uh, after class, I'm like, okay, he wants me to buy a camera, but mm. I'm broke. <laughs> I don't, I barely have literally my the money, like the, my, the cash they give me, my allowance till the end of the month. You know, mm. I don't know mm. how I'm gonna survive. So I called my brother. I told him, bro, everyone's buying cameras. Uh, the girls are getting cameras. It's a part of the class. <laughs> I need it. And then he's like, for sure. You know what? I'm gonna support you in this. I'm gonna get you a camera. Just pick one that is affordable because he, he's also trying to build himself. So so yeah, he's amazing him. person he is. He's the same one that got me the book. My brother that got me the book. Wow, the, the Alchemist Paulo Coelho book. Okay, wow, yeah, this is. He uh, made me fall in love with reading. So I, and again, you know. It's crazy the the impact that mashallah, uh, you know, he had, um, you know, yeah. on you and how and how he's done it. What what was the camera that you got? Because I know it's a special kind of name as yeah. well, but I like. So it's uh, it's called the Rebel Series T6i. I so mean that's fate, huh? I, Rebel, huh? Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what I felt. You know, getting the camera. You know, the name is Rebel. I know it's a series that kind of had, but it felt like I'm a rebel. You know, I'm about, about to like about to enter a war, and this is my weapon. And this is how I felt every single day going to uni with the camera. I was very proud of it, although it's small and it's I I don't use it anymore. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean, now, Okay, yeah. that that happened, but you were saying yeah. you were still going through financial um, difficulties. Yeah. If you if you don't mind me asking, how were you yeah. able to? Because a lot of us sometimes talk about always the the positives, which is uh, great, but also there's negatives that make you the person who you are today. Um, exactly. So for me, this was I'm sure this was a very difficult you know moment of your life. Uh, we've all experienced it. Some of us experience it more than others. Uh, for you, how were you able to to? I mean, okay, you, you got the camera, you were, you were doing the class, but I'm pretty sure you, you had a tough life as well, financially talking and, and, and even the, your surroundings. How were you able, what did you do? What are the things yeah. that you do? Because I know that you started taking on gigs during mm. studying. Yeah, exactly. So what happened is that, uh, as I said, like I barely had any money and I, I used to count them like every single day. Like, you know, I want to I want to go for all the way from Ajman to, to my university. And uh, and, you know, with, you know, I living in AUD, as I said, you know, having being surrounded by AUD students, it's, it wasn't so easy because they have a certain lifestyle and a certain, you know, level of living. And I, and I wasn't that at all. You, you, you know? saw that you felt that. You felt that yeah, the difference of levels. Mm. Of 
course you do. And they make you feel that. I mean, but it, it's just the society and the environment. So it's okay. So what I did was uh, I used to do free, at the beginning free photo shoots. That's how I started. Okay. I do, you know, a shoot for this person, for that person, you know, like, and I shoot every single day. I never really left the camera. So when suddenly you say I say every single day, really every single day? Yeah, literally. Every single day, ever since I bought it, it's like everyone knows me with the camera, you know? It's, it was wrapped around my neck every single day. I, I hold it and whatever I see, I shoot anything. I just practice like that, you know, on people, on my friends. So I remember that one day my friend calls me. She's like, uh, I have this girl that I know that wants to get engaged. Do you want to take this gig? I'm like, a gig? What do you mean? And she's like, uh, yeah, you know, you'll get paid for it. I'm like, really? I, I remember I charged her, I, char- I charged her 500 dirhams, <laughs> and uh, that was the first gig ever. And I started, you know, taking on gigs, you know, showing people that I know how to do this. I started editing in agencies, uh, and I don't know how they trusted me, but I was kind of cheap, like in terms of pricing, and I'm good, decent. And, I, hear, I hear what uh, you're I mean, saying, but I mean, you were, you were just starting, uh, you know, and yeah. you, you got into gigs and you did a lot of, en- did you do a lot of engagements? Yeah. A lot? You know, <laughs> with brides is the worst. <laughs> you know, they're very like bridezillas, you know, and okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're going crazy on me and I'm like, and I'm so nervous, you know, it's my first time and I want to, you know, she's breaking down because of makeup and oh, and wow. I'm here, I want to take a picture. <laughs> It was very difficult, so I, I don't want to do engagement ever. <laughs> but, khalas. <laughs> khalas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Allah. What was, what, were you put in a, in a situation one time, maybe you can share with us like a story yeah. where you, it's, yeah, it, I, I mean, at the same time, it's it's also somehow the union of two people, right? So it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful engagement. Yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful, a beautiful engagement. Yeah, beautiful but you know, um, memory, but tell me, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like so many times, I, I it's not like I take pictures and they like them. Sometimes I, I would get in trouble because they don't like them. Really? Uh, and they maybe expected more. Sometimes they like them. Like sometimes, uh, okay, they see it because I learned through the time, like don't send unedited pictures. Edit and then send. Okay. <laughs> so that okay. I okay. Do okay. And like so many times, you know, having those gigs and starting to work in agencies and stuff, um, it gets to, to some time, like I stopped taking money from my parents and from anyone. This, this was the first goal for me. Like I want to, to be fully independent on myself. So I stopped taking money from anyone and counting on my gigs. Uh, like so many times I get to a point where I don't even have money to go to the gig. Like I don't even have money to pay for a taxi. Man. And I'm like, how am I going to go? But I'm going to get paid there. So I need to find a way where I get paid, yeah, you Allah. know, and, and take the like, taxi. Uh, it's yeah. crazy and it's, no it's, one knows about it. It's it's just very tough, fam. And again, you 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 telling us this, I think it just shows the kind of person you are. Um, it shows, it actually proves that you know you're really passionate about this. And I think there's no, um, if I may say, I mean, there's no, there's no shame in in all of this. I just think that everyone has a different kind of path of life, and you know, some people have it, have this very uh, maybe easy way to things. Maybe they have different things to worry about, and it's just. Yeah. This was your your thing. You wanted to get, you know, liberated. You wanted to move. You wanted these these are the things that kind of, you know, they were on your way as obstacles. But subhanallah, I think that you were like, okay, let me remove this. Let me remove this. And you did not. Uh, I don't like to use the word give up, but you did not. Were there moments? Let's talk about this because right now we're going through a pandemic, and um, yeah. this is a crazy, crazy time for all of us, especially creatives. Um, mm-hmm. 
were there moments during this time where you're getting gigs, you're shooting, you felt like you really, you, you can't do, you can't continue or like it's got really difficult or there's always something that kind of pushed you? Yeah. I'm sure I, yeah, I did have those moments, uh, a lot of them, uh, because I, I suffer from anxiety. So even before going on a shoot, I would be panicking, on the shoot, I'd be panicking. And the thing is, it's really about, you know, that I started working when I was 18, 18 like 19, yeah? And I'm tired, you know, like I did all of this and I went to gigs and I did that and I was under the sun and I, and I did this shoot and this shoot and that shoot. Sometimes you get to a point where you're just so exhausted from the fight. You know, you don't want to fight anymore. That's the thing. I feel like sometimes I just don't want to fight, you know, because I'm... But you kept fighting, no? Yeah, even like, till now, like, I'm still struggling, you know, I want to do my master's. I can't afford it either. And I'm, I'm working here and there doing gigs I don't want to do just to follow that dream because it wasn't, it didn't end, you know, me graduating from, from school. And it was so difficult because it's a scholarship. So I have to ma maintain like a GPA. Yeah. So imagine I'm working, thinking about uh, food the next day yeah. <laughs> and thinking about class and De dealing with your you know so social environment all these things um it was very difficult and the, or most of the students even the ones that got the scholarship uh, with me you know studying they weren't they didn't understand like they weren't going through the same thing like for me working and studying the same time was so difficult like i would be in class editing for the agency like i got a job in an agency in my last year so i'd be editing and then i'd be studying in the agency and i'd be going to class going to the agency like uh, every day it was like me going twice or like three times going back and forth sometimes i break down and then i call my sister i tell her i'm so tired i can't do this anymore and she tells me you know you can <laughs> she's she's amazing like she's she's the one that kind of helped me go through this without breaking down you What's know it name? wasn't Mona, Mona, Mona shout, shout out to Mona um, <laughs> she kind of raised me and uh, wow. like a lot of you know who I am and uh, the person I become is because of her and Ahmad my, my siblings like they really helped me out I mean yeah it's very very beautiful uh, you say that and I think it's uh, man this is just crazy and, and and let me just say while the time where you were kind of doing gigs uh, maybe some people are, are partying going out doing this doing that and you see this, you know, you see this and you say, oh, I wish I could maybe do this or do this, and but you can't. Um, so so th this this stayed on all university years? You stayed yeah. the same? Well, it stayed the same until my last year okay. where I was able to afford living in the university. So that was for me like, yay, finally, like I, 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 I was making a lot of money, so which helped me a lot and mm. helped me not commute back and forth because on top of all of that, that wasn't easy. It was like sometimes a two hours ride yeah. uh, in the metro yeah. and then being stuck in traffic. That for me, I used to break down a lot from that ride. Like it's so long. So in my last year, you know, I started doing things I wanted to do, but still not as the same because they started calling me like a workaholic. And that's still, by the way, till now, my friends call me a workaholic. A lot of people mentioned, mentioned to me that too. Like, you know, mashallah, she works extra hard. But I mean, workaholic yeah. is... I mean, define workaholic. What does it mean, workaholic, to you? Are you, you know, like again? I think everyone takes it differently. Workaholic is somebody that doesn't do anything but work. 
Do, are you that? I guess, no, 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 no. I have a life. That's the thing. I don't share much on social media. Okay. Uh, and I got to a point where a lot of people tell me, why don't you do like that girl and this person and this girl and that person? You know, they, they, where they go and show they're in a coffee shop and they're doing this and they're, and they're doing that. And I'm like, why? Like, why do I have to prove a point that I'm, I'm, I'm like, I have a life? You know, so I, I really separate between the personal. I love this. I, I just love what you just said. I, I, it's <laughs> I struggle with all day. Like it's 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 a problem. Social yeah. media does not really define like kind of who you are, but people take it this way, and it's a, I think it's a big and it's so refreshing to see somebody like you, you know, that 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 young and passionate talking yeah. about that. Sort of it's crazy it's crazy so many people that's why people think i'm a workaholic because i don't show them that sometimes i go to the beach sometimes i'm shopping sometimes i'm with my friends you don't have to know that like i don't want you to know that i'm in control with what content i show you and it's and there's this perception of you know a way of living that social media puts for us that we have to do we have to be this we have to be that we have to have that car this uh, we have to buy from this shop and Walla, I swear to you, all of the things that I didn't, wasn't able to do, and now I am, mean nothing to me. I swear nothing, mm. compared to me sitting at home and watching a movie. You know, wow. once I was able to, you know, be like now I'm able to do whatever I want. Like I can literally do whatever I want, but I choose to stay at home. Like this is a choice. You know, I love staying at home and being cozy and, and <laughs> you know alone. I love being alone. Yes, you have. I <laughs> mean, I mean, guys, you know, we, we, we've been like on like for 40 minutes. If you haven't fell in love with this person, then I don't know what you are. This is just, uh, you know, incredible. She's so humble, very talented. Um, okay. I, uh, you, you're, I mean, we spoke before you said something about your first documentary, your first laptop. Um, yeah. Me, I just want to go kind of through that when you, when you started to kind of take, Okay, so you started with the gigs, that engagement gigs. And again, allow me to say that maybe these were all parts of your growth. You took pictures and, and every time you took pictures, you even got better. Um, but when when did it feel, oh, wow, right now, like, you know, you, you, you want to do documentaries and film festivals and then, you know, the documentaries you've done. Take us through that part of your life. Yeah. So as you mentioned, teachers have a very powerful, you know, uh, impact on us. And a lot of, you know, my passion is literally uh, transmitted through my teachers to me. Because when I see someone so passionate about something, you feel it, you know? Yeah. So I had a class where I had my professor, Elisa Ayoub. Uh, she's, uh, she's now the dean uh, of the university of, uh, you know, our school. And I, I fell in love with this documentary class from the moment I entered that, you know, class and she was, she was talking about documentary and showing us uh, how you can tell a story uh, through something that is very real and you, as if you can touch it to, to that extent, you know. And What specifically I, got you in love with documentary? Because I love documentaries too, but for you as, as Maham and, uh, you know, we'll talk about, you know, um, Sulala, I definitely want to talk about that, yeah. but I want to... What what was it for you? What was it that the, the professor said that got you? Or what was it that you saw that really resonated? Yeah. So, like, we were watching different documentaries and, uh, you know, seeing people's stories. But when, when it's real, for me, it was like, like, whoa, I'm a very emotional person. So I get really uh, emotional when I watch something. And I watched this first documentary. Uh, it's called Five Broken Cameras. It's a Palestinian documentary. And... I, I was crying like half of it 
you know and i just felt like how real and how authentic you know storytelling can be to a point where it's very raw as if you're naked you know in front of the camera <laughs> and that feeling you know i always wanted to tell my story somehow but not through me and i felt like through people's stories that i'm going to choose i'm going to tell a part of my story through wow. their story That's and cute. that hit me you know i'm like whoa i i can definitely do that and uh, that's when i uh, i had to pick you know a character to do a documentary about and it was a pitch it's not like you know i pick a character i do it no we're pitching so i remembered lana uh, lana fahshi is a contemporary dancer wow uh, she was giving a tedx talk and mm. um, for me i was i went to the tedx talk as a you know supporting my friend because she was the organizer so i was just sitting there and then lana came in sat on the floor and she's telling her story she's very humble as well she's she was kind of nervous and i was like you know listening to her story very interesting and then she started to dance and then i'm like like this wow what's this and because her story that she told reflected the dance and you know the ups and downs she went through her her journey and i was like whoa and then i never forgot that you know that that extract so months later when we were pitching as the professor said each one of you has to pick a character uh, i was like on my phone already because i forgot her name so i was on my phone searching for her i found her and my professor also thought, thought that i'm wasting time on the phone i was oh, like, wow. <laughs> but i was like looking for her and i'm like this is what i wanted to do i was so determined i'm like i want to tell her story i want to win the pitch and uh, we had to do a 1 minute documentary mm. before do, before doing the uh, the short film and i did it and uh, i knew that i'm going to win like cuz uh, everyone loved the story and we started working on it and it That's was amazing if any a life changing experience because at that moment i realized that documentaries is what i want to do for the rest of my life like this is what i want to document yeah. i want to teach I, documentary yeah. i want to make documentaries like i love it i love it i love the feeling and with lana specifically it was it was like a healing process for lana and for myself and for everyone who was on set you know as she's talking about her journey i felt like documentary is not just um a film it's it's a healing therapy you know when you start telling your story and open up even in the film at the end of it she said that uh, my dream is to to get pregnant and have a baby you know like i really want to get pregnant but all of the things that she went through and then a few months later she got pregnant i was so happy uh, when i heard that she got pregnant so it makes you realize like where you at and where you would come one day You and know, especially you know yeah. as the like a Palestinian filmmaker i i also want to tell Palestinian stories so solala started as a refugee story you know mm. i'm like i wouldn't say i'm a refugee because i'm i've had my privilege you know and uh, i can't compare myself to actual refugees who who i've been through who been through so much but um but my passport says i'm a Palestinian refugee so let's say i am i wanted to tell refugee stories and this is one of the projects that i really want to work on like solala as a series of um, documentaries oh, wow. where i start wow. telling refugee stories that are successful like like everything i told you right now is like i am who i am despite those things yeah. and not because of them So I always feel that all of these people who overcome struggles and are survivors they are who they are despite of those things not because of something negative never put something negative as a part of you never because it will always hunt you you always say despite so let it out you know so, yeah. It's 9 minutes and 43 seconds Ah I can't hear you anymore bye Check check 1 2 
All right, you guys, we are back. These uh, things happen. Buckle up with uh, the one and only Maha Musa, who's somebody who's a filmmaking uh, filmmaker, uh, somebody who is actually my son is here. Ahmed, come say hi to Maha real quick. <laughs> Ahmed, you got to say hi. This is Maha. Hi, Ahmed. <laughs> say hi, Maha. Just say hi, Maha. Hi, Maha. <laughs> okay. Hi. Man, he's famous <laughs> now. Everyone hail loves time. him. Okay. Yeah, hail time. Okay. He wants to go over the hill. Uh, my son is autistic. I want to take this opportunity to say autism is not a disease. It's a way of life, a way of understanding. And he is part of my life. Um, a lot of times where I'm doing all these buckle ups, he comes in and I just include him and I don't really push him out. So um, I just wanted to say that. And shout out to autism parents, you know, out there. I see I see you. Um, Maha, before we were, we were cut off, we were talking about your love for, for documentary. Yeah. And of course, you know, you said something interesting. You said uh, Salala. So Salala, you wanted to make it as a series right now? That cover, yeah, I mean, the first? Mm. Yeah, that's the goal. That was the goal when I first started the project that uh, Salala, Silsilit Laja. So it's like a series yeah. of, of, of a refugee. Of, yeah, of a refugee, yeah. Yeah, and this exactly. one, the one you did about Lana, which was really beautiful. We, we watched glimpse of it. We'll see glimpse of it right now. Um, so I was saying nine minutes, 43 seconds. That's what I said before we cut. This is yeah. the, this is how, uh, how long did it take you, uh, when it first kind of finished, how did you feel? Tell us like the whole, you know, emotional, uh, journey that you went through yeah. on, on that you know, short documentary. You know, when you're doing documentaries and you're telling people stories, you need them to trust you. This is super important. So, and with Lana, because she's not the person, she's not the kind of person that talks and says her story. Even in her, all her interviews, she never said the things that she said to me. So, at the beginning, it was very that's difficult. That's number one. That's, that means she got comfortable with you and that is yeah. a really very, very important. Yeah, because she knew and I and she understood the fact that I'm not doing this as a part of a brand. I'm not doing this to sell. I'm not doing this for my benefit. Like I genuinely wanted to tell her story, and that's what we, you know, talk uh, about. Not a to lot. interrupt you, how can people feel that? Because I love what you just said. You're not doing it for clout. You're really doing it, hundred percent, to really tell her story. What was yes. it about you that she? Why did she feel that way? What, how did you? How did you pitch to her that I want to talk about you? Yeah, so uh, you know, I talked to Lana and I told her how much I love I love her dance, and this is the first thing. Like we met for coffee, and I told her I want to make a film about you. She, at the beginning, she thought it's like an interview, you know, yeah. the typical, uh, uh, you know, uh, TV kind of thing. And I explained to her that no, it's not. It's a part of my senior project, and I want you to be a part of this. And we we had a talk, like you know, back and forth. And she said that uh, there's things that she doesn't want to talk about, and I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through the journey, like we did an interview in the beginning, it was two hours interview. Wow! So when my professor was watching, she said she told me that you didn't get her yet. You didn't get to her yet. Like she said, like and it's a teaching process, you know. Like you no, know, she would tell me my professor, you know, she said this. Why didn't you ask her that? Like why didn't you get deeper? Why didn't you, you know, corner her in that point? Wow! And like it was kind of an experiment as well with Nana. And then the second interview I did with her because I had to redo the interview. And the second interview, I took her to the room and I told her, Lana, listen, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you because I care about you and I care about your story and I'm very inspired by you. So it's always to build that, you know, a human mm. connection. I'm, I'm not doing this for me. I'm not getting any money and I really love you and I respect you and you inspire me. So let's, wow. let me tell your story. So allow me to tell your story. And if there's anything that you don't want to be in the film, 
trust me on it. I will not put it. Like I'm not gonna use anything that you don't accept. Mm. Uh, so that building that trust was, uh, you know, and I told her like, I kind of get her journey. Me moving from, you know, Lebanon to here wasn't so easy for me. It was like me being stripped away and I didn't want to come. Like I didn't want to be here, but I had to be here. Uh, and it's same for her, like she was stripped uh, you know, uh, two times from Syria to Lebanon, from Lebanon to Dubai, and it's not a, it's not her choice. Yeah. So I kind of related to her. Mm. And then, then when we did the second interview, she she cracked, and um, and I was, you know, she was crying, and I was crying behind the camera because wow. I felt it. And even you know, when my professor was watching, she's also tearing up. You know, and so that's... I mean, that's, yeah, the documentary, um, you know, it's um, it's available on actually uh, YouTube, right? Like you can find it on, yeah, on, on, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, I, I put it on my website now. Yeah. Uh, you'll find it on YouTube. And, uh, you know, even in the screening room when Lana was watching for the first time, she was like, she started crying when she saw her dad, you know, and I told her I want footage of everything you shot. She selectively, you know, sent me the ones she wants in, in the video. Wow. Uh, and, um, yeah. and then, you know, she was crying and everyone was crying and everyone was like supporting her and everyone told her how much, you know, that thing where people also feel your work, you know. I always say, even in my, uh, I did a talk the other day and I was saying that the connection you have to your work and then the connection you have with the people and then your work to the people. So when you're editing, if you're emotional, people will feed it. If you don't care, people will feed it too. So it's what wow. you put into yeah. your work. So that's Sulala and it was an amazing, you know, like process. I, I love everything about Was it. that officially your first documentary? Yes, mm. it's, it, uh, it was the first documentary I direct. But it wasn't the first documentary I worked in. Like I did a documentary where I shot, uh, you know, uh, the you know Shfuh, the Emirati sure. tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Of so course. imagine shooting that. Like I was wow. wearing the abaya and like hijab and all covered and shooting. You know, I, I have to say this: when you're shooting that, I swear my my hands were shaking because the ritual they have it's yeah. just so powerful and it has so much energy that my I was paralyzed like I was shooting but I was like whoa like wow and fortunately like yeah, the director like she didn't put it online it's nowhere mm. but I love the experience that's the thing you experience different things it's amazing uh, with- you say that it's experience Maha because I, not a lot of people maybe take it that way there's a difference between what you just said and somebody who's just really want to make money out of something and then khalas uh, do you think it's wrong or, or, or right to get attached to something you're documenting? To get attached? Oof. I think there should be a limit, you know, because when I was editing the documentary, like Sulala, I was so attached to every single detail, like yeah. every single detail. I didn't want to remove everything. Like she talked about things. She didn't mind me putting them, like things that are very political, things that are real, you know. I wanted all of that in that film. And then my professor, no remove this, remove this, remove that. And she's like, oh, I need to disconnect. You can't be attached to that, you know, piece of work and put everything in it. So once you, you, you know, separate yourself from the director and start thinking logically and you, you remove so many things and that's where you make it very tight and very straight to the point, mm-hmm. very effective, very, uh, you know, like, like a, a proper storyline. And that's what I did. Like now I don't even remember anything I removed from Sulala at all. And I'm so glad that I got to this yeah. point and you learn it through editing so many things. I, I let go of now, you just let go and let the story lead, you know. Oh yeah. uh, man, it's it's crazy. You know, I, I know I met you like, you know, two, three times. Uh, 
and um Maha, I swear I have so much respect for you. you the way uh, you're, you're, you're what we call one of our heroes. But again, heroes right now are defined with uh, how many Instagram, you know, they followers they have. What were they able to do? I think heroes sometimes, you know, they don't all wear like a, you know, cane or something like that. Is you? Everyone is really impacting the world in their own way. And uh, I think Maha, you, you, you are already. Um, so you did this documentary, um, mm. and. Okay, right after the documentary Khalas pushed and, and, and put out hmm. festivals? Oh yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my God. I mean yeah. tell me tell me about that because like that's I mean that's really cool for anyone, but how did it feel yeah. like when you were like, hey, it's actually going to festivals? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Like the thing is I I kept on working on the documentary even before after university ended. Like I'm still working on it, tweaking it, making it perfect. And then applying it to festivals also, you know, is sometimes you don't let it get into you because you get a lot of rejections. Like yeah. uh, 10 festivals, I would get accepted once. But with Sulala, I got a lot of acceptance. Like it went to Lebanon, it went to Canada, mm. from Canada, people from uh, Denmark heard about it and it went to Denmark, which was for me insane. Like, what? Like, you just heard about my film and you're calling me to tell me you want it in your festival? And yeah. it went to... 15 cities in in Denmark um, and then to Kuwait it won an award oh, wow so it was uh, it was a really for me surprising to be honest well, yeah after Lana saw the film what was the first word she told you afterwards like what was her she was speechless she said I don't know what to say like I'm, I'm speechless wow. <laughs> she really didn't know what to say now Lana as I said she doesn't like to share much and and uh, she's very shy and like yeah. You know, she's in her own, you know, world. I loved, it. I loved it. I loved it. I really advise everyone of you guys to go definitely watch it. Um, okay, so after that, how how did life? What did life present to Maha, Maha Musa? What 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 happened after that? Uh, you know, kind of kind of um, phase. By the way, I'm I'm so sorry. I I need to open the door for my sister. Sure, 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 sure. Please do it. It's okay. I'm good. so sorry. <laughs> She, she's just gonna realize that I stole her jacket. <laughs> ah, that's funny. It's all good. It's all good. That I forgive you. <laughs> it's all good. So, after I've done uh, Sulala, I did another short, um, which is called Betty Butte. That journey mm. was very, very, very difficult because writing e it Explain was... for people who wouldn't know, I know what Betty Butte is, but what the, yeah. for, for people who don't speak uh, you know, Arabic, what yeah. does it mean? So Betty Butte means role play. And uh, I was actually in a bus when I figured out this is the name of the film. I was like, perfect. Because role play for kids... Ideas come at the weirdest, strangest places, random places, I would say. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, word, uh, Betty Butte uh, or role play for kids is something very innocent. Um, but, you know, sometimes it can get, uh, mm. in certain uh, cases, it can get really bad or like, you know, sexual. So that was yeah. the... The, the name of the film and the, writing it was was it was very difficult because for me I I based it on an inspiration that my friend gave me mm. and then I was doing some research and I found this letter from a girl who, who wrote it for her father that, that molested her and I'm reading this letter you know I was like 
Whoa. Like she was telling him on different stages, uh, how did she, was she affected by what he what he's done? And I took that letter and turned it into a story. Now, the thing is about the story, it's not 100% personal to me. Mm. Like I put some elements from my from my childhood. Like uh, I love, uh, you know, uh, like the toys and the little things here and there I put from mm. my childhood but it was super personal so it was very difficult to tell a story that is not yours yeah but at the same time it's a social uh, you know child molestation is just something that really hits me like I can't imagine not a lot of people talk about that. it as well it's just, you know this is uh yeah yeah not a lot of people but what was it, it what was it about that that gave you also the I, I would only use the word courage to, to Canada, you know, you're, you're, you're in a, you know, you're, you're in the UAE of Arab region. Maybe this is not even something that would, they would, it, it, it's harder here than, than maybe outside or it's hard anyway, anywhere, really this specific yeah. topic. Um, but it exists, you yes. know, it exists. And it does, it does hundred percent. And I know so many stories of people that I know that's, that have been through that from family members and it exists. So for me, it was like, okay, you know what now after uh, writing it, I gotta tell the stories, the mm. story of so many people. And, uh, you know, again, we'll go back to the professor's thing. I had a professor, his name is Fadi Haddad. He accepts any idea, anything. Like he, and he's helped me and supported me in so, like, so many levels to, to, to make this film the least uh, complicated and make it so simple. And with his push, and because that class in specific, we had three different uh, films that talk mm. about three different topics. The mm. first one is, uh, is uh, you know, like, I, I would say like a gay story. Okay. The second one is mine, uh, okay. which is child molestation. And the third wow. one, uh, it was a bit simpler. It was, uh, I, don't, I don't actually remember the story, but it was simple, you know? So, but okay. it had two topics that are very controversial. You know, and I was so shocked that they're letting us do this in the school, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm shocked now to hear that. Like, that's uh, shocked in a a, a good way. Like, this is like something that we need. Like, even whether you agree or disagree right now, it's just not not that. I mean, it's a... Wow. Mm. Okay. Exactly. That's that's where my passion to teaching comes from. Because I was surrounded by amazing, amazing professors. That I want to do the same things. To, to other students. I want to be that person that inspires and helps and nurtures, you know, a, a student. So, so yeah, it was very difficult to, te- to write that story. And then what happened is that, uh, it's funny, it did not get picked to be produced, okay? So we had four scripts, mine was dropped, okay? And I, I was fine, like it was uh, winter break and I was okay, it gets dropped. I, I was relieved that it was dropped because I'm like, telling the story and doing this film is so difficult and I was happy and then my professor emails me one day like I was chilling in Lebanon and then he says so your, your film is back up I'm like oh. what what oh. what do you mean I one girl to... dropped her story oh. yeah one girl dropped her story so mine is back up and I'm like I freaked out I'm like what do you mean like I have to film it's this up. you gotta <laughs> film it yeah, I gotta film it and no excuse, nothing. I have to do it because she had, uh, she had like a medical uh, reason, and she dropped her story, and now I have to do mine. And you know, I was, I was very like freaking out, anxiety, everything. But I thought that by the end of the semester, I'll have another film 
that yeah. I direct and it's going to be an experience and I'm going to learn and we're all going to learn and I decided to change at that point I'm a perfectionist okay mm. so at that point I'm like you know what I'm going to let go of the perfectionist me and let us allow my my group not to hate me and <laughs> allow them to to make mistakes so that was like the change in my life there mm. where I am much I'm, I'm a much more accepting and calm person because when it comes to my work again I'm attached and I don't want anyone to to mess up but that that film I'm like mess up as much as you want wow. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be supportive and everyone was shocked they're like mom really? like how are you accepting like you know I It's, I'll be honest, like, working with me is a bit difficult because like, I care, you know, so much. So, but that semester I learned, now I'm easy, I'm easy going, but uh, I learned that semester that I need to let go. And we're learning, خلص, it's a student project. Mm. So during this project... This um, is crazy, this is crazy. Yeah. So you actually went ahead and did, and, and where, where did you shoot uh, this documentary? It's, it's not a documentary, it's, uh, it was a fiction. Yeah. Fiction film, okay. Where, where, where? In Dubai. In Dubai. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and I wanted it not to look like Dubai, so I made sure everything we choose, like in terms of uh, the location, uh, the characters, everything, everything had to look surreal. You know, that the, it's in uh, in someone's mind that it's not real. So that was uh, one of the difficulties that we went through mm. to make something, you know, that's not Dubai in Dubai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm, Did you did you face any uh, while you were shooting it? Did you, what what are the challenges that you faced while you're doing it that maybe kind of yeah. you know slow down the process or maybe at one point oh yeah. really shall we continue? This is uh, yeah. You know? Well, we had so many difficulties and so many challenges during the film, especially with you know picking characters, uh, filming it, locations, everything, everything. Every day we have uh, a problem, literally. But one of the one of the things that really, really, really uh, messed up uh, the whole thing, um, but we went back, you know, to, uh, and we did a good job. That uh, one of the shooting, I it was the last day, and I was doing the last scene, and uh, the whole day I was feeling nausea, like I wasn't feeling well. But I thought it's because me and Ahmed had my brother, we had, uh, you know, Hassan Matar and Abud. I love kiftier food, yeah, so I'm like, of course. I'm like, oh. I'm sure it's Yeah. I love it I'm like of course I had food poison it happens all the time with me it happens all the time so I'm like it's food poison it's fine so I kept you know you know, uh, pushing through the whole um, mm. you know day saying uh, to everyone I'm fine I'm fine and then suddenly I started having stomach pain and then suddenly I was on the ground I couldn't even stand up like I was you know holding the monitor like this literally on the ground and pushing my stomach so I don't have pain wow. and like holding and directing telling them what to do and the actors were worried because yeah, they well, feel you we yeah. can't be going through that and directing never so they're so worried about me and I'm like don't worry don't worry I'm fine I'll go to the hospital and then uh, I got to a point like oh, man, I couldn't handle it and then my cinematographer well, while, while you were actually shooting this happened exactly the cinematographer told me Mahalif I trust me I'll do this you already directed them we got this I'm like okay so I was going to the hospital and then my friend was like where are you going I'm going to the hospital she's like I'll take you I'm like I'm so used to being alone and doing things on my own so the, for me oh, at that point you, I said, yeah, let's yeah. Go. but you got so, people that love you and, 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 and of course they'll care about you yeah Um, I have, by the way, I'll I, send you a video as well. I have it, like, uh, my whole crew was with me in the hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely put that. But, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's your call, really, right now, if you, if this is something that you want to talk about. What was it, what was, 
what did you have? Why, why was the pain? What was, when you got to the hospital, what did they tell you? So it's something, it's, it is difficult to talk about it, but for me, I got to a point where I feel like awareness is super important when it comes to anything that, that would harm you know, a human. So what happened is that I went to the hospital and I was, um, uh, they told me that I had like a, like a blood cyst on my ovaries and it exploded. So I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I was alone at that point because it was like 6 a.m. in the morning and the doctor came and telling me this news. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I, I didn't even understand what I'm, what's going on. Mm. And she's like, and now you have to go to a surgery right now, but we need what? the insurance, insurance, yeah. We need the insurance approval. So I had to wait two days no food nothing uh, and they had like all this medicine coming into my body i couldn't move i was in so much pain and uh, honestly yeah, i spent the most amazing two days with my brother because uh, he was traveling to canada and we didn't have time together and this is where we you know bonded so much so uh, yeah, so man. then i'm so sorry to hear that like the surgery yeah. wow yeah, it was very difficult. Imagine like I had I had like one scene to shoot left. It was a, a flashback in the film. You can put it there if you want to. And uh, I, the crew filmed it alone. I told them I, I trust you. Just you can do it because I can't. I'm like I can't do anything. And the professor understood, so they gave me a break. So I did the surgery and I left. And um, and after it, uh, in my checkup after twenty days, um, I went to the doctor and he told me that. Uh, you're diagnosed with uh, endometriosis. So I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you don't know what you have? I'm like, no, I don't know what I have. Even though I did the surgery, I didn't understand anything they were saying. They were talking a lot and I'm like, okay, there's so much information. So he's like, so you have this disease and um, that that doesn't have a cure. (laughs) And one in 10 women in the world have it and you have it and I'm like, which, like I was alone in the in the, the hospital and I started crying because I didn't understand like I, I didn't know I started doing my research and I realized that ever since I was 16 years old uh, or like 17 I had mm. it but no one knew I was misdiagnosed so many times oh my God. and this is something very important for ladies and you know I I, yeah. I post about it on my story a lot but I don't say I have it like a, it's, I don't want it to define me in any way, you know, it's, it's just... Never will. So just the fact that you talked about it right now, many people, you know, who will see this and, you know... Yeah. Um, it, I hope they know, like, even if you're a, a father or a brother or a boyfriend or a husband, you know, it's very important to know about this because uh, you never know who has it and it's very important to figure it out because you will live in so much pain and uh, so much, uh, you know, fatigue and anxiety and... And like so, so, so much, you know. And it's important to figure it out before you know you think it's normal. That's the thing; they think mm. pain is not normal. Never pain is normal. You know, your body won't let you be a pain if, it, if there wasn't something wrong. So that's why I always, you know, advise so when you were, my friends. When you were diagnosed with that, uh, how 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 did your life change from that point when you were like told? Yeah. Well, I'll be honest. It changed for me a lot because now um, you can say my options <laughs> and finding someone are narrowed and because I, I want to be with someone who you know despite of everything like would accept me and it's not a big deal by the way it's uh, it's just a condition you know mm-hmm. so for me now it was first thing like you know am I gonna get accepted or not you know uh, two is you know how my family members would feel and yeah. how my mm-hmm family you know and uh, we don't talk about it because it's taboo 
so that's that's one thing off the table mm. and um, and dealing with it is very difficult because it's a daily thing you know yeah. it's a daily thing sometimes I can't uh, before I mean I couldn't go on a shoot because I'm, I'm tired sometimes in the shoot I would collapse like I'm just in so much pain sometimes fatigue I can't work mm. so it really affects you but uh, the whole thing is just to not let it be a barrier to anything and now I feel like I have this uh, this mission you know to 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 aware of other girls so that's one thing I just wanted to retract a bit when you said not accept you you were talking about society not accepting you it's uh, not society more of uh, you know like like people you want to be you know if you fell in married. love with somebody and yeah, it, yeah. exactly and mm. for me the first date I would say it's like I don't <laughs> care I don't care. Wow. Like because me, because you know what? If someone, if I met someone with a condition yeah. where yeah. happily, he can't conceive. For me, is not an issue. Like I, I don't care. It's not to, that doesn't make you who you are. Like, yeah, it doesn't I'm, define you. Of course, I think this is. Uh, but man, yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing this with us. I am pretty sure. This is not something that easy uh, uh, to talk about. And again, I think, uh, you know, I'm honored. Um, but but I think you keep saying it and you said it. Um, it doesn't define you. Don't let things define you. This is like one of the, I love, I love, I mean, you know, like this is, and obviously going back to, uh, you know, um, the book, The Alchemist, when, when you say, if you want something in life, the whole world will, will kind of, cons- uh, you know, uh, will conspire to help you achieve it and you know what I want mm. I want to uh, get nominated to the Oscars <laughs> that's what I want so you heard it I mean, here first <laughs> you heard it here first exactly yeah, is this oh, everything I, do is like, I mean like I said I just don't want, I want to I want to talk about you know like what what you, what you went through and what you're going through and what you will go through about this this is something um, yeah. that shouldn't define you um and, and I hope you have you have people around you that totally understand that and and and, and be that support, you know, because it's 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 something that is very hard to talk about, especially again in the Arab region. Like it's something even more, you know. Um, yeah. But 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 I think it's also sorry to say it's also a responsibility and a duty from you yeah. to, to say it in a way if you're able to and and you're doing yeah. it. And and I think it will. Yeah. This changes a lot of you know things for 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 yeah. women who. For sure. Who know they have this, but they're not, you know, they're not comfortable talking about it. So when they see a sister like you, like, hey, I mean, Maha says it. I want to say it too. Exactly. We shouldn't be ashamed. No. It's, it's, uh, you know, we said it. You know, God doesn't send you something that you can't uh, bear and you can't uh, handle. Definitely, it's, it's, it's maybe a blessing. Wow. It's just, um, Maha create. When did Maha create start? You know? <laughs> well, my create started when I was in uni, and okay. uh, I realized uh, I didn't know what content creation is at that point. There wasn't that term, uh, anyways. Yeah. So I was walking with my friend. Uh, his name is Hamad, um, and he, uh, he he handles Kuhn Agency. And we were walking, and I told him, "Listen." Uh, and then I was like very uh, aware of branding and um, you know the power of branding. And I told him, "Listen, I want to make myself a brand. You need to pick a name for it." And he's like, "Okay, we're just walking." And he's like, Maha, I don't know what, Maha, I don't know what. And he's like, Maha, create. Hmm. All right. I like that. (laughs) And then I changed it completely. So I'm like, that's Maha Creates. And everyone knows me as Maha Creates. So if I call someone and say, uh, hey, I'm Maha, they'll say, Maha who? And I'm like, Maha Creates. 
oh my creates that's true <laughs> it happens all the time that's true my friends probably creates on their name creates uh, it's a thing now it's a brand and i love building that brand you know yeah i mean i mean we we love it too uh just a quick question when 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 we go and and check out your instagram which we're seeing right now there's a lot of uh, you know there's me right there with this incredible <laughs> i thank you so much for that uh, you know short um uh piece that you guys did for me sarahatan uh but we we see a lot of your work right a lot of your work we we, we don't maybe see you in in mm. it a lot is that is that by purpose? Again, I talk to content creators a lot about that. Like for example, uh, Bayluni, Hamid uh, Bayluni, who's a producer, he was posting a lot about other singers and rappers that he works with, but never about him. And I do think that you need to post about you sometimes. Like show show us show us your face, him maybe as a producer. But for you, yeah. is, is that done? Because there's some incredible pictures. Um, <laughs> I, I I will show this picture. This is one of my favorite pictures. I'll show it right here. This is the one oh, yeah. of Al Hajj Salah Din of an old man. Um, mm, it looks yeah. like this. I don't know if you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the cutest thing ever. I was um, walking randomly and I saw him yeah. and I'm like, it's so beautiful. I told my friend, do you think I can take a picture? Because I don't want to intrude. You know, he's just sitting. He's just like, you know, so, looking through nothingness. Like he's just like, yeah. so blessed. This, yo, that was that was taken in Lebanon. Um, so two questions here: Why, um, why not show? Yeah, like like is that is that only just Maha creates kind of account? And um, yeah, what was like the picture that kind of you know picture? I mean, you've taken a lot of pictures, but maybe yeah. you can highlight for us kind of three pictures that we can yeah. show and talk about. So the first question is: Why can why don't we see a lot of you personally in in there? I don't know if there's anything on you there. Are you even there? The whole thing? <laughs> no. You are. I mean, are you are. I've seen, maybe, I've seen maybe a little bit <laughs> being interviewed. A little bit with my brother when I graduated, I posted the picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, look, I had a, I had two accounts in the beginning. I had Maha and Musa, and I had mm. my creep. And yeah. then, I, and that one was full of my pictures, just my for my close friends. And for me, it was. Um, I asked myself, like, before I post anything, like, why? Just the question of why? Mm. Why? Why do I want to post this? Like, before anything, even a story. Sometimes I overthink it. So for me, it was all about. Like the whole thing is just about my work. It was never I, about me, you know? And even I have a lot of arguments with my friends where I don't like to write my name on my work. And mm. they ask me, why? Why do you do that? I'm like, if someone likes it and wants to figure out who did it, they will follow me and they will know me. They, they will search if it was something brilliant and they want to see who did it. Just like with the film festival, like yeah. he watched, he, he called me, he contacted me. I didn't mm. have to, you know. So I, I I think it's just about the craft. I never I felt like I want to show myself. I know I should, by the way, and I'm I'm planning to little by little start doing. No, no, I mean, no, no, no. Don't yeah. let anyone tell you you should what you shouldn't do. But I just think it's kind of interesting because you know, like, yeah, we we look at we we go to this profile called Maha Creates. Um, yeah. You know, it says Palestinian filmmaker, and then you go you scroll around, you see the highlights. Wow, mad talent, right? Like you go like. This is crazy, the diversity of it, the things that you're able to do. Um, and I don't think even you covered like, you know, everything, mashallah. There's a, there's this picture who, which I really liked. It's entitled Warmth, I think was taken in Sheikh Zayed Mosque. I love this picture. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I think so. Okay. Um, 
Maybe you can highlight two or three pictures um, for you personally, Maha. Like, again, I'm not saying these are your top favorite pictures. It's yeah. like asking me who's your favorite top MCs or rappers. Every day it changes. Yeah. Um, it's not your yeah. top favorite, but it's stuff right now, which is like 5.30 p.m. on a Saturday, June 20th, that you yeah. feel that you can talk about. Um, so I need to like remember because yeah. yeah. I, I like a lot of my work, but there's, there's for sure some things that are very special to me. Sure. Um, uh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> definitely. Damn. It's all good. <laughs> to choose is a bit difficult, but Sorry. definitely there's this picture I took in Serbia. So it's about the, this girl. Uh-huh. So her name is. Um, uh, uh, Dunya, Dunya. Okay. Her name is Dunya, and she never saw herself as that she's beautiful. And I'm like, you are gorgeous. And she never thought that she would be taking a picture of. I'm like, every time I look at her, I just see bu- pure beauty in her soul and her in her features. Uh. Everything about her is so gorgeous. So I told her that I want to take pictures of you. And then when I took those pictures and you know, showed something. And that's what I love, by the way. I don't like dealing with professional models. I like shooting people that I see mm. that are beautiful, that they don't even see it in themselves. So nice. that photo shoot was very special to me. And I really love that girl. Um, I, I like the fact that you called it escape as well. Mm. Yeah. The caption was escape. I, I like picking one word. <laughs> All my captions are almost one word. One word that describes... Love uh, that. Love that. Yeah. Okay, so that's one picture. That's one picture. Uh, the second one is uh, also the same story, actually. Uh, her name is Sophia, so basically it's the one with the beach. Okay. Uh, it's called Grace. So basically, this this was the first time for me that I work on a mood board and I, I planned the shoot. And same thing with Sophia. She never saw that her that she's beautiful, and I mm. she's gorgeous and that's the thing I, I'm very expressive so when I see someone that is beautiful I tell them tell them why why not they yeah. might think you're but do it wow. <laughs> so that's one of the photos that I absolutely love because it was so natural and it's her first photo shoot ever so she yeah. never taken pictures before I so love I'm like, this one too wow. I love it there's actually can I speak about two more <laughs> sure no no you can do, you can speak about how many like I'll give you five if okay. you can yeah okay so I really like the one also with Lana uh that uh, oh yeah 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 it was just (laughs) wow it's you know that's where you know what i like about it i'll tell you you're not gonna guess when you said a movement yeah a movement like not movement yeah one letter yeah a movement it was like okay Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, like a movement. So I, f- I felt like her movement is like a movement. Like yes. A, yeah. Like a change. I got a philosophical know? right here, right here on Buckle Up, ladies and gentlemen. La la I love it. I love this. And I'll show you the picture that kind of changed everything for me. So wow. there's this picture of my friend. It's at the bottom. It's called um, Sukun. I call it Sukun. It's um, Sukun. Uh, yeah, a picture I took of my friend. Um, I took of my friend. So we were randomly experimenting in the desert uh, with uh, different uh, elements, with you know, uh, mm-hmm. like fire and stuff. And then I was just putting my camera, and he stood in front of his car, and I'm like, "Yo, don't move." He's like, "What?" I'm like, "There's this amazing shot." I was so excited. So I put the the camera, and before shooting, I took like one minute. I was just looking at it. I didn't shoot. I didn't press like wow. take. I didn't looking. press. I'm just looking and I'm like, wow, 
it's just a beautiful photo. And he's like, are we done? Are you done? And he's just standing I'm like, no, no, I'm not done. And it's like, two more minutes. <laughs> Please let me just look at this beauty picture. So I took the photo wow. and it was, it was literally the start of uh, me shooting photography in a, in a very different way. It changed a lot of things for me. And then it got accepted to Sheikha Manal Young Artist Award and it was um, oh. it was put in uh, City Walk for like yeah. a few days. Yeah, I didn't win, but just no, getting congr- there was like Congratulations, amazing. yeah, to Maha Musa, yeah. whose artwork Shakun got shortlisted for the Sheikha Manal Young Artist Award 2016 exhibition, yeah. which aims to encourage, recognize and promote um, emerging talents from the UAE. Wow, this was amazing. Yeah, Ukhti yeah, Inti, you are... Um, this is crazy. Um, this happened in 20, what, 16? Oh, yeah, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in school. I was shocked that I got accepted. And then there was, it was so funny that my, wow. my I called my friend. I told him, the same guy. I'm like, it's, give me the size of the artwork. And he told me, I don't know what size, like just a random size. I'm like, okay. When I went and printed it, <laughs> it was a huge, huge photo. It was like, much Maha, what do you what do you see in the picture? Okay, oh. despite its being, you know, why sukun, yeah. which means kind of tranquility, not tranquility, sukun, silence in a way, like it's a yeah, not, like, not even it's silence. Like, it's a it's like I don't know how to explain it in English. Yeah. I tell you what, but, I can understand. Yeah, the yeah. you were in so, the desert, and this is the uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is the light of the car. The light of the car, yeah. Some people thought it's the moon. (laughs) I I thought it's the moon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then it gave him this silhouette and it felt like he's, uh, I don't know, and he was wearing the kofiye. So it Mm. felt like, you know, like like a rebel again. So what I saw about the photo, I'm like, it feels like a person who's dark from the inside and white from the outside. Like someone who's dark, but shows, you know, a piece. That, I mean, that's my own interpretation of the photo, and um, and that's nice. what I saw. Sometimes you're white from the inside, but you're black yeah. from the outside because you wanna, do, you're defensive. You wanna. Do you, you know. like? Do you like to caption your photos? Yeah. Mm. You <laughs> yeah, think it makes a difference because some photo, some 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 people don't like. They just simply leave it yeah. for interpretation. But I think it plays a big role in how you want the the, the viewer to to be diverted. Like if I look sure. at, you know, something and then you write something oh i see it i see it yeah now i, I believe in the power of words you know there's one thing i want to talk about that you sure. know i've been thinking about for the past few days how words are so powerful sometimes you could say something to someone and you never know how it could affect them positively or oh. negatively True. and you just say it and then you say for example you say you're ugly and then you say i'm not i'm joking you think that person will will think about your i'm joking no you know that's the power of words people don't realize that when you, they say something to someone or comment or say mm-hmm. something hateful that it stucks in your mind I, and- I totally agree fam i think maybe we remember we we might forget it but we'll never forget how we felt exactly. <clears throat> that's something i've experienced for sure like that's when i, I was when i was gold yeah. when i when i got called a kafir the first day when i was actually hosted the show I never forget how it felt, but it kind of pushed me to kind of prove, you know, my thing. And that happened in 2011. And alhamdulillah, look at I am right now. I move forward behind it. I put it behind me, but I never forget the feeling of how it made me feel. And it was something I read. But I think what you talked about right now is very powerful, um, Maha, because right now with this age, with this phone, 
I can simply hate on anything, love anything, and it's very simple. I would write a hateful comment, yeah, and then I'll go run. You know what I mean? It's very or or play or play PS or eat. Khalas, you just throw it out, and then as if it's not going to affect the world, <laughs> and then. Yeah. We have that thinking and it's a problem and it's something we all have to learn of. Like I include it sometimes as well. I think we should really be aware of what are the things we say. And that's why the best thing to do, maybe sometimes I'm going to be very honest with everything that's going on right now. Maybe silence is like a, it's something that you, you know, you should do sometimes. I'm not all saying all the time. Yeah, in, in Sulala, I put uh, a verse from a Sufi poem. Oh. And I go by this so much, like sometimes you can't speak because you're so speechless. There's nothing you could say that would fix it, you know? So is, is a sentence that for me is just so powerful. And I used it in my film, like she said the, the verse, the whole verse, and then she said in voice. Because it's true, like sometimes just stay silent, it's better than... Uh, yeah, sometimes. You know? I mean, of course, sometimes. sometimes. Um, I, I really want to thank you for all all your time. I just want to, before we go to questions and stuff like that, because we have, a, you know, a few questions from, um, you know, uh, your, your 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 friends, your your people that follow you. Um, where are you now, Mahamusa? Now, like what? What what's going on now? After everything that you've told us, the journey yeah. of. Maha, how she became Maha Creates, a person who wasn't really passionate about, you know, f- filmmaking, content creating, but fell in love with it because of one, two, three, and you gotta, you know, see that why. One, two, three challenges, five, six, seven, eight, life, nine, 10, 11, you move forward. It's crazy things that you've been through, and it's so kind of um, crazy from, from me right here in a span of one hour or two to sit down and kind of, you can't sum it up, but you were so graceful and so classy in talking about the things that you went through. And I really, really appreciate that. It's the stories of people that we need to hear. So after all this right now, and things, you know, more things even, where are you now? Well, oof, that's a very important question. Um, well, now um, I'm working in an agency. Uh, I have a full-time job uh, as a video content creator. Uh, mm. And uh, But, you know, it's, this is for me just like, it's just a, it's a phase or a stop. But where I am really now working on is going to back to education and completing my master's. I actually, I'll be honest, like sometimes you get rejections in your life and I did get rejected from one of my dream universities to go to because I can't afford it, obviously. I need a scholarship. But then I realized, you know what? I'm not going to wait for a scholarship. I'm going to do all the dirty work. <laughs> That's what I do right now. I do a lot of things I don't want to do just because to lead me towards, um, you know, being able to pay for my for my master's. And that's like everything, you, all my energy is going towards, towards wh- that. Wh- where where is it that you want to go, if you don't mind, like sharing? Where I wanted to go and yeah. I didn't get accepted. Uh, I wanted to go to uh, uh, Doc Nomads. It's a, a documentary series, uh, doc- documentary master's program that happens in three cities, uh, Lisbon, Budapest and Brussels. Wow. So it's like three different universities. The experience is amazing. I would what? end up by uh, like different films, and I worked. You know, I worked really hard on the application form and everything. And they don't tell you why you didn't get accepted, but I'm hundred percent sure that there's a lot of talented people out there, and yeah. maybe maybe it's for the best. I don't know. So now I'm I'm exploring my options okay. and seeing okay. different universities. And now I'm gonna apply for. Um, uh, Royal Holloway in London 
So I don't know if I'm going to get accepted or not. I'm almost done with my application, but that's where I see myself. I don't see myself here. I want I want to travel. You said something about teaching? Like you want to teach? Yeah. I can't stand one day in an agency. I mean, with all the love for it, because I know they're going to watch this. Yeah. yeah. All the love oh, for bless, it. bless. I mean, up to them. You know, of course. It's, it's much better than any other agency that I would work with, but... But I, I can't do this. My energy and my, my creative brain like can't handle being in a, a job that is nine to six yeah. where I'm doing work that is the clients that I don't like, not my own work. That's why, you know, it's very important to have something on the side. True. That's why for, I have my creates. That's why, it, like, otherwise I would lose my mind. So teaching, I feel like I want to teach. Why, write- why teaching though? Because, you know, like, you know, we... we there's a hadith you know kind of give credit and and respect to the teacher a teacher you know nearly is a prophet like that's how strong it is it's so strong i mean i think a lot of people but that's also a different topic fam i think our teachers need to also be taken care of if i may say there's a lot of teachers that are you know they under so much pressure and they're human beings they have to also provide and this is where a teacher kind of kind of lose it and, and and this is where it's important i love the fact that you want to teach but yeah. say you're a teacher now like what what this- I, I would hug my students i'm sure i want to see this by the way i love you even before i meet you like okay i'll, I'll tell you something speaking of whatever you like what you were just saying okay the thing is i'm kind of i wouldn't say i'm a miracle baby but kind of i am like I came into this world and I wasn't meant to be born and I, I and I made it okay mm. so so that really sticks in my head that I feel like I'm made for a purpose okay wow. now throughout this That's whole life mm. like, I'm just thinking that I'm made for a purpose I'm made for something and little by little I discovered that I want to teach because I want to give back like I want to even if the even even if I'm not maybe teaching documentary, like on the side, like I want to help students, I want to help teenagers, I want to help. If they're having a problem, they would come to my office, you know, and I would talk to them about it, inspire them, motivate them to be the best. Because what's left from you know from Maha is the next generation. Like, what's the next generation is gonna offer? Because once I do my film and do this and do that, like, what's next? It's the this next generation crazy. that is coming. You just you said, know? yeah, you said something. I think. You know yeah. how difficult it is for anyone to find their purpose? Anyone, regardless of what. So the fact that you know it right now, and this is what you want, I think it's a... So this is what you really want. You want to become a, a, a teacher to give back. Yeah. Okay. I want to teach, and on the side, I would be... Like, I just want to... I want a chill job. I'll be honest. Like, I know it's not chill, yeah. but, like, I want a job where I can I can focus on teaching, and then on the you side, I would... You, you, yeah, you already I love, love it. it. You know... Um, yeah. But subhanAllah, I, I really wish you all the best with this, um, Maha. I think that, you know, maybe, maybe a few years down the line, you look back at this like, hey, ask teacher right there. Let's get exactly. this big house here to speak about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, blessings yeah. to you, fam. Um, Tayyip, um, l- let's go for some questions and then I'll leave like last words uh, for you. Okay, so these are some questions that I've received, um, you know, um, you you kindly reposted it, uh, you know from yeah. uh, from your page. Okay, this is from um, uh, Linda Shami, and uh, you know she's mashallah someone who's also amazing, and we've had her on the show. Um, yeah, I love that episode. 
It yeah. Works. So Linda's asking, how can you bring the best out of your client while shooting, especially, especially the shy type? You you touched a little bit upon that, but I mean, these questions are could be diverse. Uh, maybe you mm. can tell Linda something about that. Like, how can you bring the best out of? Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a way. It's a two way thing, which I mentioned before. It's all about uh, trust. You know, if uh, your clients trust you and you trust them and you believe in them as much as they believe in your craft. Mm-hmm you will create magic. So I think trust is the most important. And when I deal with my own clients, like not, not in my job, like my own clients, uh, they come for me and they know who I am before yes. and they know how to work. So they're not, they, they have a certain expectation. Yeah. So, before, you know, and that's why uh, for me, it's all about respect and trust and um, working together. And I, I, and I mainly like get the projects that I know I want to work on and I feel like I can give it my all. Sometimes yeah. I would use like uh, a project that I feel I, I can't put my all in. Mm. I would also add, I think, you know, from a, even from a corporate perspective, you know, even if you do a little bit of research, you know, talk to them about it. Like you said, uh, Maha, I think it's important. Thank you for answering that. Okay, Farah Asayir. Uh, she's mm. asking tips for sound recording for a YouTube channel. What is the best way to do it? Low cost. Uh, <laughs> I think that's something you can answer by the way you're using yeah, huh? the mic I mean yeah. very interesting see how she flipped it over to me right here okay that's nice <laughs> flipping it over uh, I think um, what, what do you use <laughs> flipping it back to you I don't do YouTube that's, that's the thing I don't do YouTube videos okay. but I know like for example like if you're, if you're on a budget like a road mic yeah. can can be affordable and, yeah. and actually good. I've seen a lot of YouTubers that I dealt with before um, use a rod mic. Mm. So, I mean, you yeah. want you want the honest, uh, I'll answer Farah really honestly. Wallahi, it doesn't matter. I'll be honest with you. I remember Basim Yusuf doing content from his room where he can al ghasil. You know what I mean? And uh, I think he used a mic, mic from the phone. Anna, for me, I'm more of a content guy. And then, subhanAllah, things go forward. But sorry not to answer your question technically, Farah, but I think, like like Maha said, a road mic, this mic that I'm using is pre-sons, sonos, I forgot the name or whatever it's, how it's pronounced. But it was like, you know, also something affordable. But, you know, we'll definitely try to hit you up with that. Um, okay, we have another question here from Salam. Salamio. I know Salam. Okay. Yeah. Is What does your camera and your equipment look like? Oh my god, like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> yeah. like, what does he mean by look like? Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, he okay, asked uh, actually two more questions, so let's see, I mean, I don't know, what does your camera yeah. and equipment, I think he's like, what do you use, what What are you currently using? Exactly, so for for my personal things, I use like, like my go-to, I'll, you know what, I'll say my go-to gig, uh, like equipment when I go for a gig, okay. all right? So I would have my Canon 5D, I would have my Xeon or uh, Ronin S. I, I would have three different lenses, uh, very essential, um, which are the uh, 7200, uh, 2470, and 1635. And sometimes I would have the 50 with me, depends. So like that's what I have. And if there's sound, I would add sound. But I mean, as basic, this is how it can get with like some filters, some mm-hmm. add-ons. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is like what I take with me on a personal shoot. That's my thing. Okay. Yeah. He he also asked as a video editor, whose work do you admire? Maybe you can you know share a few people that you admire, like somebody that you personally admire, or yeah. do you look at people that inspire you, like in that you know kind of field? 
Okay, I'll be I'll be very honest. In terms of editing, I am very basic. Not in ter- not in the skill, but I I know how to do the you know the zoom in zoom out and you know all the yeah. crazy shit. I know how to do them, but I don't do them. Like mm. I, for me, I like a very because I'm 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 coming from a documentary background. I like yeah. things that are subtle and takes their time. Yeah. So okay. for me, okay. like I, but an editor that I really like. There's this guy who we graduated with. Um, his name is Hani Fayed. He's a really, really good editor. So a lot of the gigs that I don't want to do, I would like, Hani, you go edit. So I really admire his okay. work. Yeah. Um, also, one more question, actually, he asks as well. What would you do if your most important client hated your work? Which is, I think, a very important question in terms of like, okay, how do you act with that? Since you work with also an agency and since you, you have your own work, you know, how yeah. do you deal with that? Well, uh, when it comes to the agency, I get a lot of, uh, obviously, uh, you know, clients saying, I don't like this edit, we don't like this, we don't like that. Like, I know it happens a lot. So it's all a matter of, you know, accepting it <laughs> and not taking it personally because it's not about you, okay? <laughs> so that's one thing. And the working to what they want. So I started putting myself in the client's shoes. So now mm. what I do is understand what they want. And I do it from the beginning. I don't do what I want. Like when it comes to the to the agency work, like for example, we have this client that likes it very fast, you know, boom boom, tach, tach, you know. I know this guy, like like this client who likes this this style. So I would yeah. do it from the beginning, you know. Okay. So know your client. It's important to know your client. Know your now, client. If, yeah, know your client. But again, as I said, the clients that come to Maha creates know Maha yeah. creates. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's so important. Good. But yeah, I mean, but, that's a big big difference between Maha creates or a personal thing and an agency generally, because you know it's a very different, I think, different yeah. world. So you'll have to, I just have to talk if, if there's a client who told me that I don't like your work and that he's very pissed off and stuff. Look, I'm very like ethical when it comes to those things. I, I, I would either give him his money back. Like if he's not satisfied with the with the service, I would like tell him, want your money back, take it. Like, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but definitely we, we need to talk. That's why pre-production is very important yeah. before you start so you don't mess up. So yeah. I, it's been a while since I had a client that didn't like my work. Like yeah. who, uh, despite the agency, the agency it's, work, we all yeah. get rejected all the time. It's on daily basis. Like I get a client not liking my work, but lately, the that percentage became very low. Okay. Because I know the client. Yeah. You know now. Um, yeah. I want to talk about uh, quickly about something that maybe we didn't discuss before. Um, mm. We did Shreya here singing. Oh. <laughs> Fam, oh, I, love I mean, yeah, I love it. I love it when you like, man. I've seen, I've seen you perform. Uh, uh, what was the group called? What you guys called yourself? Like, it was a nice the performance. <laughs> because we, we were like different. Uh, we yeah. work in a different uh, sections yeah. in the agency, and then we just love singing, and we, we jam together every now and then. And, do you, you know, do you, do thing. you do that? Like, are, do you jam? Actually, you sing? Like, yeah, no, we jam together. When was yeah. the last time you did, for example? Uh, me as Mahal alone. Yeah. Uh, oh, yesterday. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, I'm, so, like, so, I, so who are yeah. like who are who? If we open Maha's phone and find out like the music that you listen to, what what do you listen to? What what musicians or artists? G- give me like a vibe. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, well, basically, I, it's very random. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a very broad. Like I don't listen to depends depending on the mood. Yeah. Now lately, I've been I've been loving to listen to you know underground artists like Wet Nin. I'm obsessed with him. Mace, I love her. Wow. Like I, I even just, KK. Just interviewed you yesterday. Really, really cool. 
I love her. Uh, for example, Michelle. I listen to Michelle. She's oh. all over my uh, all her songs are on my playlist. So lately, I've been you know going into the underground more. But uh, uh, when I'm when I, I want to get inspired, I love listening to. I don't know if his name is Lodovico or Lodovico. You know the, the uh, he, like he yeah. yeah, he came to Dubai and he did a concert. It's very classic. It's just it, it opera gets to me. You know, like wow. I love it. It just gets to my, you know, veins. Wow, I didn't see but that coming. That's so cool. Yeah. And I love Fadeus, obviously. I mean, everyone listens to Fadeus. What's your favorite Fadeus song? Oh, I know Shadi. Are you a... I know Shadi. Exactly. Like, I'm trying to remember the first song I sang. You know, the first, I, I used to sing before in a, in a choir in, in school. Like, when I, was in, when I was very tiny, before they told me that you're a girl and you can't sing and your dad would, like, go crazy. Mm-hmm. I stopped yeah. practicing and I stopped singing because of the, the environment and society didn't even Around allow you, it. Around wow. It's... Yeah, it's, like, um, yeah. Wow. Um, Philistine. Oof. What? Uh, I mean... I was actually telling uh, uh, Mace the same thing yesterday. We were talking. Mm. Obviously, I believe she lives in Akka, and the, the, uh, it's different, different living there than living in yeah. like Haifa or living in Quds. Or, um, and she I'm did actually. Say, wow, she did say. I actually mentioned you because you had a question, and we answered your question. So Subhanallah, yeah, she answered it. <laughs> yeah, inshallah, the episode will be out. Um, yeah. um we. We as a human race, we're not free until Palestine is free. I mean, this is coming from me personally as somebody who uh, who got to know about Palestine and what's happening through hip hop. Because in Saudi Arabia, we weren't, we were somehow kind of dimmed down when it comes to the information that we receive. Uh, I was in a, I was in a local school, not really a lot of things happening as a Saudi. I was not allowed to go to international school. I started learning English at the age of 17 or 18. Uh, before that, no English whatsoever. And I was put in a position where only hip hop. I learned about Palestine from you know artists like Shadia Mansour, Loki. These guys opened my mind into Palestine. What's happening on the ground? And then I got into fell in love with hip hop when I interviewed uh, a band called Ramallah Underground, and they said, "Kif han kif han hubbu gharam." I, I want to sing about love and happiness and 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 falling in love and 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 flirting with somebody. And there is a tank outside my door, Hus. Like there is a tank outside my door. I thought that's very powerful to change kind of. So, Zubda, what I'm trying to ask is, what does Palestine mean to you? Uh, no, I'm speechless. Um, you know, actually, my first uh, film, uh, my first short film that I ever wrote was uh, about uh, about Palestine. Uh, but wow. I, I haven't. Uh, it's an animation film, and I'm, I want to work on it. Can we see uh, that? It's, a, it's just a script. It's not a film. So ah. it's, I wrote the script. It was my because we had basically an assignment where even like the professor gave made a survey. What the, what are the kind of films you wanna talk uh, wanna film and what are the topics you wanna talk about? I'm like Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. Oh, wow. You know, and um, I think it would because, be it would be really beautiful. Again, I don't like to put and push people towards something yeah. that. But it will be really uh, amazing having Maha Creates do something. Um, and I'm sure you're working on something, you know, that, you know, it, it comes because you are, yeah. you know, you are from Palestine, no matter what, you know, I know you were born and raised in Lebanon, but you're, you know. I know. Yeah. It's a part of my identity. It's yeah. a part of 
who I am. Palestine is a part of who I am. I'll be honest, like growing up, I didn't have a lot of people around me tell me stories and tell me things. But uh, like my dad was um, uh, born and raised in a refugee camp. Uh, my mom, like even she was also uh, born and raised in a refugee camp. She, she was actually the first, uh, if, I'm not sure if the first or one of the first women in the refugee camp to be educated and go and go to college. Wow. which kind of uh, very like inspiring a lot and um, so and I hear stories about like my grandpa used to be the person that gets people from Palestine to Lebanon and that's how he met my grandma he's like a very like what wow. so he was on a duty and he saw her and he, he, he fell in love with her and that's how they got married and I hear a lot of stories here and there but I, I there's nothing that would make me feel what they're feeling yeah. you know like yeah and never whatever they're feeling inside is just um, are you do you think you you're ready to go to that extent where the politics comes part of maha creates or you want to shoot something more human because you know I, we call it in hip-hop politics like it's just you know it's a dirty game uh you know and it's yeah. uh you know it's a game that coastal millions of people their lives and uh dislocated you know families separation uh, oppression um but do you it think you want to get into that yeah, I mean, honestly, it is political. They've made it political. You know, it's it, it's it's it is a human story in the beginning. But you know, with all the like, upper tide and everything that's happening and the injustice happening, you can't. It is political, and I think the if we want to solve it in a human, you know, human to human, it's not going to work because that's we're already way past that, way past dealing with it as a as just a human story. It's definitely a political and a human story together. So definitely I would, uh, like if I wanted, if one day I, I would want to make a film about Palestine, definitely politics would be a part of it. Although, although I really don't like to speak politics, but this is, this is it. This it is, is through it, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we say, like you are just incredible and amazing, I think. And, and I just want to, again, and for the third and fourth time, I want to say thank you for bringing us into your world. There's a lot of people that, you know, Maha creates only post this and that, but now getting to know your story, how'd you start and what was the difficulties you faced? Maha, you are definitely an inspiration and you're somebody that, uh, you know, again, I want to thank, I want to say thank you for bringing me into your life by that short segment that you did. You know, you don't understand. People, uh, people are still sharing it till now. Like it's crazy. You know, like that was like a year ago. Cause you're amazing. Like awesome. honestly, really, thank you for even considering me one, <laughs> two listening to me and listening. Like now it's I don't know two hours. You've Couple hours, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you know, and I, I'm I don't think I'll remove any 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 second of it. I think it was really uh, uh, it was really something really. Um, uh, I personally learned a lot, you know, I'm, uh, I always say this in my buckle-ups, um, it's an old Bedouin saying that El wow. Seed actually wrote in uh, Jeddah and I was with him. Um, I was there, uh, you know, uh, basically it means in, in English, um, a person with no impact has no life. So fam, mm -hmm. guess what? You've impacted many people through your work. And this is why it's important. And you still want to plan to impact people by being a, a teacher. So the journey doesn't stop. It doesn't end here. And, uh, you know, I personally think it hasn't even started maybe sometimes, you know, like, so I just think that, <laughs> yeah. no, seriously, you are just very, it's a, it's a you're a force, you know. Um, I want to leave yeah, the kind of last two minutes. The yeah. last two minutes are who, who are the people you want to shout out in your life to say thank you? Um, 
for believing in you, for seeing something. I mean, you shouted out your teachers, your family. Um, mm. if there's any, if there's any, some, some people that saw something in you when no one, when no one did. Yeah, of, uh, there's, a, there's a huge list for sure. I can mention them all. <laughs> well, uh, starting like what you just said, like my brother always tells me like you're a, a, sex, a success story in the making. And I thought, of, I thought about telling my story so many times, but I'm like, maybe not yet, maybe not yet. But now I want to, you know, with you telling my story was like super special because it's you, you know, uh, honestly, because it's you, because you care. And of course, I love I yeah, and telling, you know, telling my story. You got no too. brain if you don't love this woman, man. Like I'm just saying, like seriously, I'm serious. You know, uh, you know, every one of us has, you know, things that we went through, but it's something that right now that you spoke about. But yeah, yeah. blessings. So I want to shout out the, definitely my family, my siblings, uh, definitely my my friends. Of um, like I have my best friend. He's been with me throughout this whole journey. His name is Muhammad Farashi Sukun. Um, Rawad, he's my friend and manager right now. He just, wow. like, he saw something okay. also in me and even Socialize as an agency, like, I, they're, they're so supportive. Shout out to Socialize, uh, yeah. They're a family, you know, so I would definitely shout out to them. Uh, all, I mean, I don't want to miss at anyone, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. but <laughs> but so in my journey, and, like, honestly, the biggest thing is my professor, Elisa, like, mm. honestly, she, she, she she used to call me a rebel and I looked at her, I'm like, why are you calling me that? And rebel. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm a rebel. So, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. It's, she, uh, and you know, she keeps on following up with me now, nice. like about the universities I want to go to. Like she never misses anything. And I love that about her. And honestly, like a lot of my journey goes back to her class and the things that she, she gave me. And even being a teacher, I want to be that kind of teacher. Subhanallah. You know? See, she impacted yeah. you, and now you're impacting yeah. other people. So I hope so. I you mean, will impact I really other people. Hopefully, inshallah, Man. I hope to inspire. Yeah. Uh, I've already taken so much of your time. Any last words you'd like to say, Maha? And uh, please follow uh, follow her. This is her account, Maha Creates. I already know that it's gonna be here. Uh, she is just well, incredible. Let me any know any last words. Anything you'd like to say, however random it is. Um, yeah. Well, if someone watched this two hours talk and reached this point, like, thank you. You know, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but I would definitely say to all the creatives out there that we need to, I always say this every time, like, we need to support each other and be, you know, because, you know, it's not a competition. Every one of us has his own goals, his own, you know, style, his own everything. So be true, true to you and um, always follow your passion and don't look about like at what people are doing or what they want to do. Just focus on you. And this is how you succeed when you, when you, you know, in a competition with yourself. I'm in a competition with me last year, you know, and that's how I, I, uh, I go by my life, basically. And I hope other people do the same. That's beautiful. Before I let you go, one last thing that people don't know about you. Something not a lot of people know about Maha Creates. I mean, we talked about a lot of those things, right? Nate? But something mm. that, you know, maybe something that you you do, <laughs> you do that will shock people. Um, oh, wow. Uh, other than my love for Mluchie. <laughs> oh, I love Luchia so really? much. Okay. Well, يعني, uh, I don't know if there's something that uh, is very, you know, that they don't no, know. That's, that's super dope. I think I said everything. Like, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like I, when I asked that question, I was like, hey, 
probably said everything to you, bro. Like everything, you don't know how of people know. What do you want? Oh, yeah. What do you want? What do you want? Oh, man. Uh, no, I actually yeah. had a couple of questions here, like your your favorite kind of films uh, that you advise us to, to go watch from a filmmaking perspective. Because I'm always yeah. interested to, you know, um, and, and we'll put the posters of these films. If you have, you know, like a three that you recommend watching for somebody yeah. who wants to become a filmmaker. Mm, interesting. Mm. Wow. Oh, like, I would definitely recommend starting with, um, like, any film for Hitchcock because that's okay. like this of, uh, you know, filmmaking. Yeah. And then, um, for example, I love Wes Anderson and all his movies. So, like, maybe The Grand Budapest could be uh, definitely, Ooh. like, even Parasite, I love, love, oh, love this film. Okay. It's on the top of my favorites, Parasite. Uh, I love this film. It shows how it's like it's, it's so well done and mm. it's so amazing. The craft and it has a lot of social issues, which I love. Sorry. I love Nadine Lelouki and her yeah. films. I was Definitely say that. To watch. Have you ever uh, met Nadine? Yeah, I met her <laughs> and I asked her a question and she I asked her like, uh, how do you separate between Nadine the human and then Nadine the director when you're doing films that are so close to you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she said, I don't separate. I don't, and you said that. You realize you said that? I asked you yeah. somehow a similar question and, and you said, yeah, there's no... I love her. I'm very inspired by Nadine Lepke and her films. And um, even as a woman, you know, yeah. in Lebanon, she made the, the film industry work. And definitely, like, there's also a Palestinian filmmaker. Her name is uh, Annie Marie. Annie Marie. Uh, Annie she did Marie. the film called uh, Wajib. Oof. An amazing film. I love those films that are very simple and shows you the lifestyle you know, of, of Palestinians and mm. and even Arabs. It's, it's a very it's an amazing film. I love Please, it so much. Is it online? Can we see that uh, documentary? I'm not sure if it's online, but I watched it in a film festival. Wow, so I'll I check it out. See, subhanAllah, we keep talking, but man, oh man, listen, uh, two hours plus with Maha Creates, Maha Musa, an incredible human being, somebody with a lot of goals, a lot of passion, support the sister. Um, please like and subscribe, you guys. Uh, this is going to be out on YouTube and all yeah. other, you know, podcast platforms. Peace and love and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you, Maha. Thank you. Um,